Oh, we're live. Say hi. Oh, hi. <laughs> Can you turn your phone off? It is off. I heard it. No, that's you. That is not me. That that's, was you right no, there. No, it wasn't. Okay, so I can't say hi to anyone because we've got the thing up there. So hi, everyone. What thing? The camera's right there. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you mean you can't Never mind. Okay. Where's my cheat sheet? Hold on. On your phone. No, I wrote it down. <laughs> no, it's, gonna it's right be, here. It's right here. It's going to be a long day. Okay, we're just... Hi, everyone. Hi, Nicole Fogel. I can barely see because the, the phone is up here. Well, Chris everyone. Jenner put his glasses on. I got them on, but they're for reading. Scoot over. It is over. Okay. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm so excited that you're here. I've been wanting to do this for a long time with Natalie. Put your phone oh, down. I'm my sister's a tell watch. Okay. We're kind of like sisters. Okay, so by Natalie's texting her sister, telling her to watch. Um, hi, I'm Libby Lazarus. Um, welcome. If you're new to my Instagram, I'm a esthetician that lives and works in San Diego, California. And I've been a licensed working esthetician for 23 years. I specialize in Brazilians and brows, and when I'm not in this room, I'm teaching online and in person. And I have a Facebook book, Facebook group, and podcast called Secrets of Estheticians. This is my very good friend, Natalie Ann Folletta. And we worked together for about eight years at a salon that did a little bit of everything in North County, San Diego. And the reason why I have Natalie here is she went on her own. You were, so you've been an esthetician for 17 years. You worked for someone else for 10 years, mm -hmm. 10 years. And you decided to go on your own. And the reason why we're here and why so many people are watching, hopefully you're taking notes if you're trying to gain clientele. Um, pardon me? Or record it. Or record it. This will be saved on my profile. Um, and I'm turning it into a podcast too, so you'll be able to hear it. Unedited, of course. So, Natalie... Oh, this will be unedited. <laughs> <laughs> Natalie went on her own, like me, left a full clientele up in North County, and you started your own business. Um, and so, my business here was based off of what Natalie did, because I knew that if Natalie could do it, that I could do it. And we both worked and for um, someone for a long time and got really, really good at what we were doing and learned what we didn't want to do in our own business and what we wanted to do. And so I just wanted you to share your journey with the people that are struggling to build clientele. Like, first of all, take us back. You, you were in college. You said, screw college. I'm going to beauty school. Pretty much. Well, also because I was not very book smart. I'm more street smart. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, and then you decided to go to beauty, you went to beauty school in San Diego. Yes, I went to Poway Beauty Academy. Okay. Which is now called Bellis. Okay, and then you had a few different jobs, and then you were at one place for 10 years. Correct. And when you were at this one place for 10 years, you were a, a wax queen. You did, you mostly did brows and Brazilians, and that's what you were really known for, correct? Mm-hmm. We did have skincare, but it wasn't for corrective skincare, and you were really known as a wax queen. Yeah, my clients didn't even know I did skincare that had come to me for years. So it was interesting when they asked, oh, you do wax, you do skincare here? That's, that's great. So what I think is really interesting about your story is when you went on your own, you, decide, you switched your niche and then went full on corrective skincare. 
Well, yeah, a lot of that had to do with the fact that I was opening up in a small town in Coronado that I was born and raised in. And so the clients there, I think a lot of them already had waxers Mm -hmm. or they didn't want me to see their hoo-ha because they grew up with me, which is totally fine. So it was more, they want to do the skin part. Also, after the pandemic, people were realizing how much their skin needed correction. So then it really escalated into skincare after the pandemic. So I think that's super important because you, you I mean, you were, you knew how to do facials and different kinds of facials and peels and microderm, microdermabrasion, but you really dove into corrective skincare. And is that your phone doing that? Of course. It's off all day long. Why don't you just turn it off? Well, first of all, it might be a client. I'm always working. Okay. Well, just for 30 minutes, can we put it on airplane? Okay. Right? No, I'm going on sleep. Personal. Okay. Calm down. Okay. So. Sorry. sorry. I don't do it very often. We've known each other for a while. Okay, so back to you. So you changed your niche, which I think is really interesting. So you saw a hole in the market in the area where you were at, and people... Well, cool. Let's reverse. Coronado only had... They didn't have a lot of salons in there. They had they had hotel salons, which are super expensive, and people want to go in there and have stuff done. They don't want the foo-foo salon. I mean, foo-foo facial, which is fine. Some people do, and some people don't, but they wanted the more, I need help with fine lines. I need help with hyperpigmentation. I need help with... Um, the unevenness, the acne scarring from like years of just not treating their skin properly. So a lot of people found out I was working there and immediately wanted to come in for facials and brows just kind of fell in along with, fell into place with that. So your main top services are peels, dermabrate, microdermabrate, no, no. dermaplaning, sorry, dermaplaning and brows, right? Mm-hmm. So I... Oh, and like... Yes, and chemical fields. And chemical fields. So Natalie and I both did the same thing in order to be our own bosses is we worked two jobs um, and started our little rooms. Now Natalie's been in the same room the whole time and she started in a salon, which I think is a great place. So tell everyone like how that helped, being in a salon with a bunch of hairstylists, how did that help and how did you get those clients into your room? Um, a lot of it has to do with the the hairdressers throwing my name out there. I also had my sister create a little sign that said when I was in the shop. And you put it on their mirrors, yeah. right? So I had it on their mirrors. It said, waiting to have a, needed a brow wax while you process. So, you know, text Natalie, she's in this week. Or um, need a lip wax, something quick while they're processing that can be done in 15 minutes or less. Um, I have done facials while their hair is processing if it is something on the large, on the longer side of a process, but that's just also a little bit more nerve-wracking because I don't want their hair to get messed up. Um, so they also really helped put that out there and constantly say, tell my, tell my their clients about me, which then brought me their clients. And then so the client got to be there at both times. Okay, so what was the incentive? Because you all know, you got incentivized people, what's in it for me? So what did you say to the stylist in order to get them to talk about you and say, hey, Natalie's here, do you want your brows done? Which in turn you turned into bringing them back and then getting them into your other higher ticket services. Well, of course, I would give them a free brow wax because everyone loves a good free brow wax. Um, To the hairstylist. To the stylist. So I said, if you guys send me clients, I'll give you a free wax. If you, um, you know, if they keep coming back, you guys can get, you know, pay for just products for facials. And I always took care of, I still to this day take care of the salon um, people as well because they're the ones that talk about your business when the client's sitting there. 
with processing because they have 30 minutes to kill. Of course, they're going to ask questions about what what I do back there. My door is there. They're like, what's we have skincare here? What's all about that? What's going on back there? So you got to keep those people happy and them happy keeps your clients coming in. And then also, can you talk because people talk about so in my Facebook group called The Secrets of Estheticians, which is for estheticians, hairstylists, makeup artists, and beauty school students. Um, every day, every club, every day, we get multiple people asking, "How do you build clientele? How do you build clientele? How do you?" I mean, it's like an ongoing because it's an it's also an ongoing thing, and there's lots of different ways to build clientele. You guys know if you've been following me, I'm a waxer. I used Groupon. I didn't want to, but I had zero clients. Um, Natalie really went out into the, she didn't do that, she didn't use Groupon, she went out into the community and was like, let every single person she knew what she did, where she did, and how to book with them. So can you talk a little bit about how you, because Natalie is like, um, she's not quiet, but she's this, she, you'd be surprised, like, she's not like me, like, all over, out there, but like, she, tell us how you communicated to the community that who you are and what you did and got them in your room. So I definitely um, got myself into all the uh, social media platforms. So like your Facebook pages, like your mom group, like your mom. Okay, so how do you? I don't hold. I don't have kids. So So how did you get? But how did you get into a mom group with no kids? You get invited. You. I said. I said. I'm new in town. I just opened up a skincare business called Nelly Flood Skincare. Be like, and I said, I'm offering 20% off to first time clients, and I would love to be part of your group. So if you guys have any questions, you can or need to be booked a facial you can come to me and they accepted you so and then so there is how people really also referred me to people so you know then there's the Coronado has a Coronado's happening page or well, and most <clears throat> so most people in your community there is someone that has I live in Pacific Beach there's a Pacific Beach social mm-hmm. social PB and I did that and I offer local a local special they let you do it like once a month and I've gotten a ton of clients from that so those Facebook groups you know sometimes they're a little finicky but usually the local ones that's like about supporting people in the community uh-huh. will let you post like once a month or so whatever. but I don't even post on that anymore I have people post for me pretty much so someone's gonna be like I'm looking for a, someone to do brows I'm looking well, for a facial brows. Yes, so then they'll go, oh, go see Natalie, go see Natalie. Um, another good thing was I was part of, like, the locals card, and I offer 20% off clients every month all, all year round. So, but they have, to, they have to be purchased into that locals card to get it. Um, another one was the Coronado Schools Foundation. I constantly was giving off um, donations to them and to other small networks in Coronado and other small um, nonprofit organizations that were going... To, to where I know that they were going to have live auction or silent auctions or drawings. And so that way people were constantly seeing my name out there and making sure I was in their memory bank. Oh, yeah, go see Natalie. Oh, yeah, go see Natalie. So you really, like, hit, like, I mean, you used your phone, but you really, like, hit the pavement and, like, got your name out so everyone knew, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I worked, like, seven days a week. Okay, and so you started um, once, so you kept your salon job up in North County, and then you started, because I think this is a really great way for people to start, is just start with someone that has an existing room that doesn't work on, like, Sundays and Mondays or whatever, and just start one day a week, and that is how I started, and that is how you started. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about that a little bit? I started one day. One day a week. worked, and that one day was nine to nine, 
And, but don't forget that one day only maybe had three people on my book. Yeah, like some days you would have one person and then some days you would have five and you just started to build it like uh-huh. a house, like one day at a time. And then, then I was finding myself going, okay, well now that day's getting busy. I need to go two days. So I'd go like Monday, Fridays, beginning and end of the week. And then I was finding myself being there Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. With that being said, I was having people call me being like, are you in today on a Tuesday, Thursday? around the six month mark going, are you in today? I'd love to get a quick brow wax. My hair is being processed. Well, I wasn't and I was finding myself missing out on people. So I finally left them and went full time there. But I did it at a slower pace, making sure that each day that I was adding on because the other two days were booked, not just going in blindly with no client, no one on my books and not having any type of money coming in. Yeah, because I think that's where it gets tricky for people is they put like their heart and soul and they make this beautiful room and then they're like, okay, where are the clients? How do I get them? And it's not as easy as it looks. Um, And Robert Cromies used to say for every five clients you see, you're going to lose one. So you always want to keep like, you want to have a funnel for getting new clients in. Like you still take, so Natalie, you've been on your own for seven years. Mm -hmm. And something I want to talk about with Natalie is her her Instagram is Natalie Flutter Skincare, and you have like I don't know less than two thousand. Probably, but she makes more money than me. Like it's not about how many followers you have at all, at all. She's never on social media. She. I don't even know how to work, and I have a girl that does it for me. Okay, but the point is, is social media numbers are bullshit. So yeah. just because someone and they might make have pretty pictures, like I tell people this all the time. Like I, I'm a makeup artist. I used to do a lot of really beautiful models well people like to follow sexy models and things a lot of people follow me because of that you know it's like these social media numbers people want like this amazing social media following but it doesn't always equate to dollars and you really just need you know the right and people say this all the time but people still get like caught up in the numbers it's like you just want the right people you want your clients to be liking and posting and sharing your well information. and they're not they're the people that are following you aren't the ones booking your your point aren't booking with you they're just there to stock your page <laughs> it's more you want the people the word of mouth people that are coming in and seeing you every month and who are telling their friends who are telling their friends who are i mean people trying to find you because you left a, a business and they're like where did she go but the the numbers on your social media don't mean shit yeah it's just yeah you great you have like over two thousand followers or you have a million followers great but how many of those people actually come in and see you exactly. probably 10 percent. right exactly so can you talk a little bit about, um, like, what were the challenges when you first started? Because I feel like Natalie really, like, she did things the right way. Like, you really did have, like, but did you have a business plan? No. I, I went in blindsided. I didn't know what I was doing. Um, um, I was pretty much offered my room and said I'll take it before I even confirmed it with the people that I worked for because I did not want to miss out on an opportunity to open my own business, and I knew it was in a right location in a right spot. With that being said, I also had no financial financial savings for it because it came so quick. So luckily enough, I had a sister that was like, I really foresee this going somewhere for you and I really think you're gonna do wonders with it, so I'm gonna financially back you. You have to pay me back though. And I said, of course. And so she was. I was lucky enough to have someone pay for everything to start my business. Okay, and how much was that? Um, so we're talking. It was like around like ten grand. That's including products. That's okay, so including like the beds, the supplies. So you had nothing in your room. So you had to do. You had to furnish a whole room. Correct. Okay. So steamers, lights, products, bowls, sponges, like every little thing you need. And right. it's not cheap. Right. 
So that's why if you go, if you're starting out or thinking about starting out, going with someone that has an existing room will drastically cut that number. I mean, I started with a thousand dollars and then like a dirty little gross room with no sink and horrific art and bright blue walls, like. You know, it, but it was a start. But don't, for me. but don't forget, you can always take out small business loans. The Small Business Association, Association, that's what they're there for for new beginning people. You can take out a loan with your bank. You can ask your family for it. It's, but don't let that be a, a thing to stop you from starting something that you really feel passionate about. And what do you think? So. I mean, there's a lot of different ways, obviously, to do everything in life. And um, the trend now with estheticians is to go to school and then you start your own business. So I always say go work for someone else because that's where I made my mistakes and where I also learned the most, took the most class, had tons of education, made best friends. Like, that's where I met all my friends that help me now, um, or a lot of them. And so I really think there's, then there's sort of like this thing where people feel bad if they're not you know, working for themselves, which like, there's nothing wrong with working for someone else no. at all. We did it for years and, and loved it. And you know, I'm a really kick ass waxer because I worked like a mule for eight years for someone doing 20 people a day. Um, so I think there's like 40. <laughs> Um, so can you talk about like the things that you learned working for someone else? I mean, I was constantly being sent, sent off to waxing school classes because I was lifting people. Well, guess what? I would have never known how to fix it if I didn't work for someone else at the time. Um, with that being said though, I'd go to the class well beyond my knowledge and really piss off the teacher because I would <laughs> overstep my boundaries of telling her that's wrong because I don't like to be told what to do either. Um, but I learned how to speed wax. I learned how to multitask, multitask with waxing, you know, adding in a quick brow wax, adding in a lip wax, um, knowing that if your wax only takes you like 10 minutes and you have that five minutes to spare, okay, well, let's add on an underarm, a quick lip, something that's under seconds. Um, or you just do it and then you know you're gonna be about five to 10 minutes behind and you text your client, hey, running a little bit behind, go grab a coffee, I'll be with you in a moment. That was, that's another benefit of being on your own, but working for a corporation, that's impossible because they get pissed about that. So can you talk a little bit about when you started for our lap, for a certain job, you were the only esthetician. And so you were also front desk, um, janitor, <laughs> esthetician, so you, buyer. Okay. So tell them like all the things that you learned when you were the only esthetician working for someone. Oh my God. I was like the slave. Okay, so you um, checked people in, checked so people I'd out. So I'd check them in, and then I would wax them. Then I would check them out. Sell so them I'd, product. I'd have to sell them product if they even wanted it. By this time, it was actually only waxing, so very it was very hard to sell them skincare products. Um, so it'd probably be like a waxing stuff. And then I would have to go in my room, clean it, sanitize it, get it ready to go for my next client that was already booked, and do all of that in under 15 minutes. So... That's one of the beauties of working for someone else is you really learn if they have clientele, which hopefully they do, you know, you really learn how to get really good at multitasking. I always say like, well, and your people skills and how yeah. to handle if there's a situation right. because you need to know how to talk to somebody because if you piss off a client, they're going to tell 10 of their friends and there goes a good chunk of your people. Yeah. That spreads like wildfire. We got a lot of Karens out there, folks. You got to know how to Especially handle it. Especially in this day and age. <laughs> Especially, Not 10 years ago, but... Especially in the area we were at. Um, I, I think that handling situations, um, like when you have a problem or skin lifts or if you bruise someone, which I can say that I bruised people there, lifted skin. What else did we do there? 
bad? Yeah. Well, not bad, but you know. Oh, talk shit probably. Fine. <laughs> Behind our back. Oh my God. <laughs> not really. We were trying I to think mean, of a funny story for you. Guys. I mean, it'd be more like, oh my God, fuzzies coming in. She'd always be like, can you get these fuzzies right here? Because we always take the same, same client. Oh, so yeah, we were like, oh. Fuzzy, yeah. Because she'd be like, you missed a spot. Can you get this little spot right here? You're like, like, no hair. hair. We're like, what the F? There's nothing there, you psych. Yeah. Well, you know. We had a lot of people cheating on each other with people. Yeah, you hear a lot of stuff. Yeah. You hear a lot of stuff. You get a lot of good juicy gossip going on. Because we didn't have a back room. There was just like a curtain. So like, and the girls would be talking. This is true. This is true. The girls would be talking like about their like Saturday night or who they hooked up with or whatever. We would get in trouble because the clients would hear us talking. In the front. And they come back and be like, can you guys shut up about who you slept with? I don't have anything else to talk about. Um, yeah, we were, ta- we were trying to think of like some funny stories for you guys, um, because there's just so many at this point, but we were just talking about how our backs hurt. I mean, the good. best was though, when I was starting my own business, Libby goes, oh, I have someone that's going to start that can do a website for you. I'm all, okay, great. You're all, but he's in India. I was all, I'm sorry. What? So it's like in the, in the morning. back room, in the back room of the salon, <laughs> doing my website, talking to some dude in India. We we're trying to get the website. So we used Upwork, which is still a great tool. We have no money. We we're like making minimum wage with 20%. Like this is true. We made minimum wage or maybe a teeny bit more. You probably made more. We made minimum wage plus 20% service and 10% on products, which is like in San Diego is like nothing. Like, I don't, we can't afford that coffee you're drinking. So I mean, like, I, my paychecks were like $2,200 in my rent with probably like <laughs> fucking half of that. So yeah, it in was, life. it was hard. So Natalie, when, did you always want to go on your own or did you like just, cause like dreams change. Like I never wanted, I always liked working for someone else. I, I didn't mean, want to no. be my own boss until I did the numbers and I was exhausted mm-hmm. from doing 20 Brazilians a day. And I was like, Hmm, I think I could work half that. I probably like year seven of working for that company. I was like, holy shit. When you can see like what you can make on your own before you get your 20% commission. I was like, I need to really refocus this my life because I can't be here for 40 years working for them. By the fact you can't do anything without getting it, your shift covered. It was very strict. So nights, weekends, holidays, although you always managed to get 4th of July off. Because I lived in Coronado and it was really hard to leave the island, was my excuse. And yes, I was special, but I don't know. They really liked me. So you got, I got tired. But I also had to work every freaking holiday. Horrible. And Saturdays for a while, and then I got my Saturdays off, thank God. Okay, back to, what were we talking about? Oh, if I ever wanted to go off on my own. Oh, did you ever want to go on your own? Okay, so back then, so seven, so year seven, a year seven is kind of estheticians going to seven your itch, and if at seven years, if you're not happy, you typically tap out of your yeah. job because you're hairstylist too. You're out, your your back's on fire, yeah. you're over it. It's the same shit. It's Groundhog's Day, so you kind of need a little change in your life. Then I was like, okay, I'm going to start putting the vibes out there where I could want to work, and I really wanted to be in Coronado because I was born and raised there, and I wanted to go back close home to where I was living. Because you were commuting like... Uh, like 30, like 30, 40 minutes every day. Okay. Or an hour going home. Okay. So, and I did it for 10 years, people. 10 years. <laughs> an hour drive every day. That's a lot of driving. A lot of podcasts. True crime <laughs> podcasts to be exact. Um, so, I then 
I had a girlfriend that owned a salon in Coronado and I said, hey, that back room would be great for a esthetician room if you ever want to change it. Well, I bugged her for about three years and finally she was like, okay, let's do it. And so I, I did it and I went on my day and I was like, I'm just going to say yes. I'm just going to not even really ask them because if they want to say no, then I say I'm going to quit and then go completely there because I wasn't going to have them take away an opportunity for me to excel into my my career. Okay, the so only way you're excel. talking about, you told your spa, I'm doing my own thing. I'm not going to tell any clients, mm -hmm. but this is what I'm doing. If you don't like it, I'm going to quit. No, yeah. Not like that because I yes. said that to them as well. I said, if you're not on board, then we're going to have a problem because I can't, I need to excel in my career and it's not going to be working here nine to five. Right. So I did the same thing. I said, I'm starting my own thing. I did a lot of makeup at that time and I lost my hairstylist. Danielle moved and Alberto moved. And so I had no hairstylist to do weddings and stuff with me. And I needed a salon to work out of because we used to go like to their salons and all around. And I wanted to do my own waxing thing because I wanted to use like Kelly's products and blah, blah. So I went to them Kelly and I- You to Kelly Baker? Oh, always, all day. <laughs> I say Kelly Baker like probably a hundred times a day. <laughs> And so does my mom and sister. We'll tell the Kelly Becky story in a minute. So I went to them and I'm like, hey, I lost Alberto and Danielle. I have no hairstylist. I need a place to do my makeup. I'm going to rent this little place in PD, which was 30 minutes from them anyway. I said, I'm not going to tell any clients. I didn't. And I started from scratch, which was the scariest thing I have ever done in my entire life. Um, and like, I have, still have notes that my sister wrote me like, it's going to be okay. You're going to be okay. Because it's scary. It's super scary. To start off on your own, yeah terrified because if you're not good and or if you're not because you can fail completely at it and you're out of a job if you're not busy you're not making money right that's the other thing so you got to make sure you're working around the clock constantly talking about your business constantly and, talking about what you do and where you are at and, and being really good like I knew what I was doing in the room because I'd been an esthetician for 18 years I was scary about all the book stuff the accounting the ordering all that stuff and getting clients because I had no clients so um, you guys all know I used Groupon, which I did not want to do. If you don't know the Groupon story, this is it. A bunch of our friends were going on their own and making... My Perrier keep going. Your what? My Perrier. Your Perrier? <laughs> it's okay here. So I went on my own and I had no clients. And all, a bunch of our friends have gone out and I was like, how the hell are these girls making so much money and they just left and like a year later they're like booked out well no one wanted to tell me how they did it until one per one of our friends slipped and said she was using groupon and i was like which is bullshit you should always share of how you're making money with other people that are starting small businesses yeah there was like no there was like i don't, I don't know what the needs secret to be, is i don't know whether that needs to be so secretive it's, it's called supporting other people that work that want to start a small business right so i was like okay well if this person and that person and sarah janikowski helped me because she did groupon and i'm like well if these people People can do it I can do it now everyone hates Groupon you know it's like it's ruined a lot of business but I'm like well there's something to it if there's an opportunity here there's something to it if I can get those people in this room I know I can keep them because I'm fucking a badass but I'm people get use it and don't come back that's the no, scary part that's because they don't have a system that's why I created my class but this isn't a plug for my class it's just to show you that there's different ways of getting clientele so there's different things there's different ways to get people in your room you, just, you have to be really fucking good at what you do. 
You have to be good. You have to take classes. You have to know your products. You have to know your ingredients. You have to know your skin conditions. Like, you have to keep taking classes and getting better and better and better and better. I still take a ton of classes. I've probably taken like five classes since the year started. Like, because I can just not get enough knowledge and I just know that, that there's so much to learn. So that's a big part of it too. Do you agree? 100%. What other tips can you give people to get people in your room? You did it with incentive for pre-booking. Talk about how you pre-book. Oh, I was told the girl that owned the salon before she sold it goes, the one thing I have to tell you is before your client leaves, always get them on your book for the following month. Don't let them leave without pre-booking. So they would be done. I would cash them out. And I'd say, okay, great. So let's get you in the books for next week. What works best for you from four weeks from today? It's the week of da-da-da. And so they go, oh, okay. And so they book and then it becomes a natural thing for them. If they go, I let me go home and look at my calendar. I don't, I didn't bring it. Then if they didn't book within that week, you send a message like, Hey, I just want to make sure you get on my books for next month. You know, it is getting to be a busier month and I want to make sure you get in before you lose your spot. So and there's always a little fib, of course. Um, so you're creating that and you know, that, that drive to get them on your book. So we were not used to at our old job. We were we never had to pre-book because that wasn't the business model. Their business model was kind of like super cuts for waxing, so it was just like, okay, bye, see you, see you. you know, they were not. I don't know what they do now, but they were not about pre-booking. So we never had to pre-book people. We just had like a flow of people coming in. And that was kind of the beauty also of working for someone else. So we weren't used to. I was terrified to check people out, like ask people like to sign and give me a tip, just like hand the phone over and just like pray. Now I'm like, okay. And this is all I say. They're over there. They got their clothes on. Do you want to pre-book? Five words, people. Do you want to pre-book? Do you want to pre-book? That's all you have to say. If they say no, you know, then that's okay. You can tell them, okay, you can go ahead and book online, you know, but it's getting, you know, whatever your situation is. I mean, you, you train them. Mm -hmm. You need to train them. And you have Period. to be confident in that, getting them back on your books and also using things like, you know, I still say text. Do you use text message marketing? For Pagaro, yes. If I have to, like, cancel because of something. Okay. Or so if it's, like, a rainy day and they need to use it, and I use it for that. But I did, actually, take, sorry, I take it back. Rewind. Um, I did, I will use it if I'm going to run a special that month. I will send out it because I know it goes right to their phone and they can't be like, oh, I didn't see the email of it. Um, they get the special. Or if it's their birthday, they get a 20% for their birthday. Wait, that for those months? They get to only use it in that month whenever so, they want. So, um, twenty percent on anything. Yeah, most likely it's gonna be a facial. Okay, good. Well, because well, they'll come in for their brows, but they go, oh my god, I gotta rebook my my birthday facial because they get twenty percent off. So it's, but that goes out naturally to them every month, and then um, uh, what was I going on for that? The uh, text message. Marketing. Oh yeah. So then with the text messages message marketing, I would I send it out for a last minute. Oh, I want to do a, a, a product product 20% off. So I'll send it out real quick to them and then they'll get it so that they go, oh, I saw that real quick. And then they call me and want the product. And then, I mean, test, you guys got to do text message marketing. Um, yeah. A lot of, a lot of, most companies have it built into their system. Do not be afraid to do it. I do it once a month. I do it at the beginning of the month. 
and then you link your booking site to it and it is really is fantastic because everyone opens their text messages you can go on your booking site and you can see in most most booking sites like how many people open up your emails i still send an email every month because in my mind i think even if they don't book they're seeing that there's a message from kiss and makeup now that's this room this is my company kiss and makeup now so they're seeing that and that's in the back of their head but a lot I mean, you'll see that, like, I think my last email, I think 48% opened it, which that's a lot. And then you could also see, I use Square, you can see how many people booked from that also. But you just have to be really, really consistent with that kind of stuff. Now, what kind of specials do you typically do when you do a special? You with product, mm -hmm. you're just mostly products. Products, because products can get expensive if you want to buy more than one of them. So mine is, like, if you buy three or more products, you get, like, a complimentary eye cream, which is valued at, like, 65 to $75. Um, she's I think it's cute side of the background. I know, it's sexy. Um, it's from Yellow Pond. <laughs> and for the plug. <laughs> and so, um, or I'll do in the over oh, the holidays. I'll do a buy a buy a gift certificate for a hundred and fifty dollars and get a twenty five dollar gift card for yourself. Yeah, which is the price of a, a brow wax. So they pretty much get a free brow wax for spending over $150 for um, a gift card. And what really good to do right before holidays, Mother's Day, Father's Day, obviously Christmas, Black Friday, all those things is send out a text message with that. Mm -hmm. And especially... That probably goes out in August, September. For... Just letting you know that, that holiday specials will be coming up and what they can look forward to. Yes, but you can do that for all the holidays if you want. Yeah, but that big one only goes down for Christmas. Well, I'm just, okay, good. I don't know. I have a girl who does the texting for me, I guess. Oh, it must be nice. <laughs> I don't know how to do social media, to be honest. I barely know how to work my own. Yeah, that's not true. But yeah. Um, so do you guys have questions for me or Natalie? Natalie um, is in Coronado, California, which is part of San Diego, community of San Diego. And I am in Bay Park, which is like 20 minutes from you, probably something mm -hmm. like that. Um, if you guys have... She's like, you mean Galentine's? <laughs> That's right, Galentine's. I hope you guys have specials right now. So Galentine's, Galentine's. I love Galentine's. Um, I actually don't, sadly. No, nothing? No. No Galentine's. <laughs> no, I forgot to do Well, it. it's next week. You can still do something. No, I'm already booked. I don't have time for it. There's no need. Truthfully, if you are if you don't have anyone on your books and you're like, oh, that looks like a very slow month, run a special. It's never going to hurt. You're going to get people in the door. What's a good city to start your business? Whatever what what city are you in? Any city is good. I mean, just don't do a boat of town. I mean, that's going to be hard. Well, if you're in a small town, there's less people. There's less competition. You can get all the people. Yeah, coming but mostly to you. small towns don't really aren't in a big like skincare. They are into waxing. Really? Yeah. Okay, those farmers. More, more questions. I mean, eat shit. <laughs> oh, on Valentine's Day. Oh yeah. Massachusetts. Massachusetts okay. is a great place to be an esthetician. I'm, you're not. You're, you're gonna kill it there. Yeah, I mean, you guys. There's so much room for everyone. Like we. There's there's every state. Every town is a good town to start in. You yeah. just have to be good you at just what have you're to, doing. Like, be passionate about your business and know that nothing. I mean, and you need to tell people. I mean, I could sell dirt to someone if I told them their skin would be porcelain from it because <laughs> you just gotta learn how to use your words right. And you need to know your product line. You really, really need to know the ingredients and how your product line works. So you really work with one product line. Mm -hmm. And can you tell us why? I found having multiple product lines is very hard to sell because they're pretty much all roughly do around the same thing. So 
What's her favorite hard I'll products? I'll get that. Um, it's roughly hard to sell the same the same product with just different names on it. I found it being competition within my own business, so I was like, this is kind of bullshit. So I kept it one because there's one product line that can hit all target or target all the spots that excuse me hit all the targets that you need for skincare then keep it to that you don't need to have six different product lines in your salon it's very hard to sell those and keep them moving off your shelves it's very expensive too. and it's super expensive so if you can find a product line that has you know three different targeted lines like sensitive acne and anti-aging there you go that's all you need because that's only really what people are looking for they're looking for like results for the results of fine lines and wrinkles they're looking for something acne controlling they're looking for something really sensitive because they're breastfeeding or they're pregnant or they can't use any chemicals because they're it's they're sensitive to their skin their skin sensitive to that then that's all you really need because you don't need to have something that's like seven different lines attached to it because then it's just your you have to buy everything don't forget you have to buy everything in groups of three to six so that's a lot of product on your shelf that you have to make sure you sell accordingly so it doesn't go bad and it's yeah and it's a lot of money and you have to really love so let's start about let's talk about this for a minute so we won't say the product line but the first product line you started with you decided that you didn't really love it that much and you switched to another product line that you adore that you love like you just can't get enough of it mm-hmm and um the first product line had about like I said six different lines attached to it and it was really hard to keep that because I was finding myself only selling particular ones and a lot of the other stuff was still on my shelf because I realized I didn't really need it but and you didn't like it either when you're opening an order you have to get every piece of their product not a question there's no wiggle room for that when you're opening a product line I mean starting with a product line so then I use now Priori skincare who is a um who's based out of Del Mar here in San Diego and she's awesome. She comes into the salon and will go over product knowledge every now and then with me or she'll see something on my, I'll send her a picture of what it looks like and she goes, hey, you need to move those products. Why don't you just do, why don't you do a promo and get those eye creams off there so you can get new ones flowing. So you have a lot of support from mm-hmm. um, Dawn, your rep from Priori. Yes. Which is really nice. I don't really know what the reps do now because my, I don't, um, you know, I'm a waxing specialist and I really only have a handful of products and they're all from small small lines of people around the country but it's really nice to have a rep that actually is gonna like help you and give you ideas and give you counter cards and support you in that way it's hard to find that now yeah well because a lot and so the other thing is Dawn is a very um she's a small business in other words she sells to these insane companies she has like the Pendry over at Aelani over in Hawaii Hawaii. she's over in the UK she's over in all these high-end hotels but she's still a boutique line she is a boutique line and she has a board of four people including herself makes five that that make the product of what it is to this day and she's really good about keeping up and and touching base with each person that owns her product or has it in her in the studio so she's where these other big ones like Dermalogica they're so big that there's no way they're going to check up on you to see how you're doing with the product line and see if if you have any questions and the buy-in for I mean I buy-in for Dermalogica it's like almost 10 grand I mean I started with Dermalogica I was with them I went to a Dermalogica partnership school I went to Spain Barcelona Spain with them I went to uh, Sydney Australia with them like I was a Die hard for the first 10 years, Dermalogica fan. But since Jane, the owner, sold it, it's changed a lot. Um, I don't know anything about the line anymore. I really don't because I haven't used it in so long. But I would say try and find a line that isn't sold in places like CVS and Target. Because mm-hmm. why are people going to buy it from you if they can do that? 
Um, like, my line's only sold in licensed aesthetics places. So, top, top-notch, like, hotels or um, me. And, and another good thing is my, the pre-order that I use on, on the web, oh, my God, in Coronado is only sold at my place. In so that makes you more exclusive. So if you go on their website and go, I'm looking for a Priori product, it goes right to me of where to buy it. Yeah, it's really nice, and you can get that support from a company where they have you on their website too. And there's like there's a lot of different great lines out there. I would just urge you to go with one that is really going to support you and has good education. Now, while I don't use Dermalogica anymore, I do refer the International Dermal Institute, which is brand neutral. They don't talk about Dermalogica. They just say this cleanser because they're talking technique. So that's a great place to go to get inexpensive classes for skin hey, conditions. that's where I went for my waxing class. Skin type. <laughs> yeah, of course you did. Skin conditions, skin type, hyperpigmentation, hormones, like all the classes that you need because... You know, we all know that school just teaches you enough to pass your tests. Well, now you don't even need to take a state board exam. We do? No, you don't. You just have to take a test and you're done. Oh, yeah, you don't have to do hands-on. Which is bullshit. I know, it is bullshit. So any Joe Schmo can go get a license now because they passed their exam? Well, maybe they made Super. it Super. I think that they've made it harder. Hopefully they've made it harder. Do you guys have other questions? Someone asked what hard wax I use. I, right now, I'm in love with waxness. I use their Russian Pearl. It's my top one. It's in here. Um, I've been using it for about a little over a year. I love it. I also use their soft wax. Um, um, I use Beauty Image, the little cream balls. Cream balls? The green looking balls. I don't know the name of it. We used Beauty Image for a long time, and I, I, and I use roller wax. I don't but I really love the Beauty Image. Um, oh, shit. I gotta look it up real quick. The roller wax? Yes. Um, someone asked... Their charcoal wax one is really nice because it's anti-inflammatory. For beauty image. Oh, for the roller wax? No, for like everyday waxing. Oh, for soft wax? Mm hmm I'll have to try it. Um, for pre and post, I use Dr. Bump from Waxness. You can use my code, Libby10. Oh, there's you. another plug. This is the only plug. The other ones aren't plugs. You can. This is the only plug. Waxness, Libby10, saves you an extra 10% on every, on every order you must be logged in. Um, oh, there's a Mata. We missed you. Mata! Um, Welcome. How many questions, Amada? We were just talking about, we need to bring Amada also used to work with us. Yes, and Amada opened her own business up in Del Mar about the same time I did. We used to um, share, like, shipments of things that we couldn't afford to buy, like, the whole case of wax. We would split it. We did all kinds of things, like... Right? We yeah, but that's things. like, but that's what you need, because waxing's, for instance, a case of 24 wax... Can wax is three hundred dollars, by mm -hmm. the way, and normally that will last you maybe about a month if you're busy. So there's nothing wrong with like splitting. It's right here. It's Beauty Image, and it's it says for men, but it's actually chocolate for face. Uh huh. Because it has, it's ideal for male waxing, but it's good for um, hydration, and it helps regenerate the skin, and helps with um, sensitivity and infection. It has eucalyptus in it, so it helps with. Um, Preventing the pores from getting infections. Have you tried this one? Rose from Waxness. This one's really good too. I'm going to give you a can of this, but after Valentine's Day, because I'm running low. <laughs> oh, there's Mo right there. I love what we said. So we worked with all these people. I wonder how many. Mermaid people. Hard Wax. Is that what Matt was playing with? That's what using. A lot of people like mermaid. I think it's kind of pricey though. I tried it, but I'm always trying new stuff. Like you should see how hairy my legs are right now because I'm always trying new waxing. I'm always um, 
testing new stuff out. Like I'm always, so, um, it's so funny how many people like that we have worked with that like are doing so well. Um, they worked previously for other people for years and years and got really good at things. And that's also, kind of funny though. I like went off on my own and then everyone's all bye. Well, yeah, because we, if you can do it, any of us can do it. I was like, because Natalie was like the highest earner at our work. Like she was making a lot of money. And the she, top mule. She was the top mule. And she was fully booked. And she was a badass. And like she, and I was like, she left with no clientele. I'm like, she can do it. I can do it. Yeah. So like, you guys can do it. You just, you have to know what you're doing in the treatment room. Take as many classes as you can. Get really, really good and niche down. I mean, even take like, I didn't go to any college. So if I ideally, the smart thing would have done would have been taking maybe like a finance situation <laughs> of like how to manage your money when you first start and like how to do all that for bookkeeping. But I actually just went right in and got a bookkeeper or an accountant to do all of it because again, I'm not smart with the numbers. So. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of Let us everyone else do it. aren't great with numbers, um, and that can be terrifying, too. Like, I didn't know what but I was But make sure doing. you have an accountant set up at least to help you with your books because of tax purposes because you are an independent business, so you you can write off more things. You're not w 2 like you would be at work. You are right out there claiming 100% of all the money you make. But now there's, like, so many apps that you can do that can do everything for you, too. I mean, QuickBooks was good. Yeah, but you don't even do that yourself, do no. you? But for people that are starting well, saying out, QuickBooks. Yeah. And that's linked to your debit card. So it's like it puts it away for you. So use the technology. Natalie gave me all her people. Thanks, what is, Matt. Wait, what Matt is, is saying Amada is saying that. And then before we knew our work, that is Mo, who probably built clientele the fastest I've ever seen and was booked out. Well, I have to have her on here talking about how to build clientele. Um, really, really. And also using, you know, obviously. You're welcome, Maddie. Also using social media before, afters, pictures, what your room looks like, what your product, what your product looks like, um, especially the before and afters, um, and get photos of your clients. Like if they, if you do their eyebrows, take a picture of them. Ask first because they're weird these days. If it's a kid, not a doll, like a child. What, like a four-year-old? What are you doing? No, like about? a high school student. <laughs> like I have eighth graders that come and get brow wax. So I have to ask their parents if I can put okay, their well, drums. I'm not doing many eighth graders. Okay, well Coronado's bougie, so they get their eighth graders okay. coming. Okay, well, that's nice. Um, um, I but they have beautiful brows. I'm sure they do. From so take pictures of your clients. Now, I personally cannot take a good picture of an eyebrow wax to save my life when they're laying down on the bed. So if you look at my Instagram, I have them stand, I have them stand here because it looks way better. And then you tag them and then you know what they do? They repost you. And then you know what? You get more clients from it. <laughs> what? Makeup right there. You have lipstick. Oh my, what? Did someone kiss me? No, but I didn't, I mean, I don't want to look like a hickey, but. No. So use social media. I wish Maddie and um, Monica. No, but Monica wasn't working when we were just, when we were talking about all the drama. I mean, not the drama, all the shit in the back when we were talking about her nightlights. Monica yeah. was part of it. Oh, she'll have to go back and watch this. We were talking about how we were trying to like make Natalie's um, Instagram with a guy in India. He was like four in the morning there, and I was texting him. We were making Natalie's first website because we were using Upwork, which is still a really good thing to use because it's inexpensive. <laughs> Well, not all of us have a sister that can build their website. First of all, she didn't build my website. She used my graphic design work. And third, secondly, uh, you can also do it from Squarespace. Yeah, but it's a lot. It's okay. 
whatever. A lot of estheticians and hair people aren't very technical. I'm not either. Okay. So we were in the back room and we were looking for inspiration <laughs> for Natalie's website. And she was looking for Christy Stryker's website. She's a famous Los Angeles esthetician. But she trademarked the feather brow, which is gorgeous. Years ago. And so this is like 10, no, it's like seven or eight years ago. Yeah. It's no. Seven. And so we were back there and it's got to be eight years. And um, we were looking for Christy Stryker's, Christy Stryker's website because we were looking for motivation. And then we came across Kelly Baker and that's how I found Kelly Baker. Obsessed. And, um, oh my God, we got to tell the story. And so that's when we got obsessed with Kelly Baker. We found her and I were like, oh my God, this woman is amazing. Okay, so Monica remembers when we were in the back and someone Random. found someone's phone and swiped right on everybody. Oh, that probably was my dating site. <laughs> That's such a good story. I'm like, Polly, that was my phone because we would have to leave it back there. We'd have to leave our phones in the back to try and keep us off our, like, our Instagram wasn't even that big back then. I don't know what we did. It was probably Tinder. Or Facebook, yeah. And so I, I, I didn't date on Facebook. No, she's talking about dating apps. Whatever. The point is, we took someone's phone they the, and, like, swiped right on everyone. That is a good story, Mo. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What other stories do we need to tell before we wrap it up? Oh, my Any God. I know one of them had a story back there. Madi, come through with a story, please. Oh, God. we have I have so many stories with Amada because I used to work with her a lot. Monica's a probably. <laughs> the Tinder probably. <laughs> No wonder I had a bunch of random dudes on my, <laughs> my Tinder up. I'm all, dear, hideous. <laughs> um, do you guys have any more questions? The point is this. If you've lasted this long, the point is this. There's a place for you in the beauty industry. And everyone you see is a potential client. And there's more than one way to do things. You just got to believe in yourself. Education, 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 more education. Did we get all the, did we get all the bells and whistles? I think so. We hope we help someone. We also get sidetracked really easy. We're like yeah. little, we're like little bees. We're all oh what? We're like deers. What did Amada say? Clients here. Oh, gotta go. Bye. Love you. So Amada went on her own. Melt got west. Same time I did. Um, she's really, really great mm-hmm. at what she does. Um, and so Monica's more holistic. Monica is our holistic esthetician. She does just holistic skincare. She specializes in lymphatic drainage and massage. Like the face one where the hands and the mouth and everything? Yeah, the buckle massage. She's amazing. What classes did you take for corrective skincare? Um, well, Natalie has a lot of her training done through her product line. Mm-hmm. But if you're looking for corrective skincare for acne, I say Douglas Preston. Um, because he's going to teach you techniques without trying to sell you anything. Um, also, IDI has classes on acne. Um, face Reality is very popular. I have not used their line. I don't know anything about it, but people love the Face Reality program. Um, one of I actually my- had a great question once. Someone asked me, like, uh, the <laughs> about um, buying at like the oh my. Okay, while we were thinking of that, more <laughs> questions. Buy at like a like a writing like product at writing oh. like. Why is why like what would be a good line at product uh, line always right enough? Yeah, and what do you tell them? But I don't, I tell them don't for starters <laughs> because it's just a name slapped on a product that has a bunch of other stuff in it that you don't really need on your face. Um, but I guess if you if you were um, the, a good line on there would be 
uncomfortable while you're thinking of that? Are there other questions? We had a lot of coffee today. I made, I did Nally's eyebrows and then we farted around my room and I made her take a bunch of pictures and you know. What's the one that's at the product plane that has like Oral Roach Posse is really, is, I guess would say would be your best bet if you want. Roach Posse? <laughs> no, Libby. <laughs> I haven't used that. So this is what I say when people want to. Libby always has like good stories from when, Libby always got the weird clients. You know, because I was always the one that got the clients that weren't happy and that were like, I was like, oh, that person wasn't happy. Can you redo this? Or can you cover up her arms because we burned her skin off? Like, because I was oh, a makeup artist. Also, if you are like doing and you, you have bad anxiety from starting, please don't be taking Xanax while working on clients. It will make you pass out on their face. We've seen that. We've seen it happen. I feel like at our old work, I feel like everyone had anxiety because it was such a high stress. I'm telling you, it was like super cuts for waxing. And so like you fucking had to do a Brazilian, this is pre-pandemic, mind you. The client walks in, checks out, you get them in here, do their Brazilian, you clean them up, you check them out, you go sell product to them, and then you start all over with no catch-up time. No catch-up time between facials or spray tan. or There's no catch-up time. There's no time. Like, you have to learn to do things really, really quick. I mean, you have to learn also how to clean your room really good. Even now. And then also have to worry about skateboard surprising you at the drop of a pen. Yeah, when well, you're doing illegal things like tinting. Um, <laughs> Choose right. I even now have to... And then you have to throw it in your apron and make sure you're not getting all of your clothes. Slow down and remember that it's better just to do a good job and not rush. Because when you are rushed, when you are rushed... Ever watch our stuff online? When God, you are rushed, that's when you make mistakes. Probably. The mistakes I have mostly made has been when I have been rushed. Yeah. When I've like bruised someone, when I've lifted, lifted. skin. It's always because I've friggin' been rushed. Because you forget to ask if they're on a product line. Or, and you're just rushed and you're just not paying attention. And, and they're like, ding, 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 knocking on the door trying to get you to get the next but client. But also don't forget, you can always text a client and be like, hey, I'm running five minutes behind. Go grab a coffee. And most of the time they'll be like, that's great. Thanks for the heads up. Or don't rush here because if they're driving, like, and you know you're going to be running behind. Because it's better to be running behind than to piss the person off and give them a, a, a lifted brow or a bruised face or... You know, you fuck something up because you've been rushed because you didn't want the other client to wait. Well, and you didn't want the front desk now, yelling at you. Now that person is going to be pissed and probably not coming back to you. Oh, and they're going to call the owner and complain or they'll write a Yelp review. That's another reason why it's so Maybe great it totally. to work for someone else is because then um, you can make your mistakes on their Yelp page. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, if they take the heat for it, you, you still look like a little perfect waxer. Because mistake, but don't worry, they put, they'll throw you aside and rip you new and behind closed doors. Yeah, so like, you know, and you need to know how to learn how to handle complaints because we all get complaints once in a while, and there's a way to handle it, especially if they write a complaint. There's way there's ways to if handle they write it. to you, you need to call them back. Don't respond via I mean email. You need to call them. Be like, I'm sorry that this happened. And you immediately refund them. And or take a have them send a picture, you know, a lot of times people just want to be heard. So that's really important and offer to like, let me refund you a lot. They'll go, oh, don't worry about it. I know it's your business was an accident. Thank you for letting me know. Or they say, great. And they'll still come back to you because you took you took money away from yourself to give it back to them because, you know, they messed up. You know, they know you messed up. You need to take accountability when you mess up. Like it happens. Sometimes you bruise people. I bruised a lot of people. Oh, my God. I was constantly lifting people. <laughs> I was on I was on my manager's shit list like weekly probably. So, um, and part of the reason don't you think that was because a some of the products weren't great and you were rushed also though there was a lot of factors that come into like mistakes. Mm-hmm. 
That was console work. I was doing 50 people a day. Who the fuck does that in an eight hour day? Not me. Me. Yeah, not Also, anymore. make sure you get massages because I have terrible back problems now. Yeah. You gotta take care. That's me leaning over like this. <laughs> that's the only thing that's comfortable. Yeah. I gotta learn to sit like this. Yes. Or Lelly, our girlfriend Lelly, would always rock um, when she worked with us a um, a waist trainer. So oh, yeah. she would stand Sarah Janikowski wears us. When she waxes. So when she waxes, she keeps her body up proper. <sighs> God, I had one of those. I gave it to my mom and she had one. You sweat a lot in those. Yeah, you do. You like have a, it's like back sweat for days. It's like a river. Yeah. Um, any other questions? We have like a couple more minutes before it shuts us down. That's it. No more questions. I love answering questions. It was only an hour, but it felt like four. I know. It's hard to talk for this long, isn't it? You got your Perrier though. Yeah, I felt like we'd even hit all the conversations during our, when we when you're doing my brows because maybe it was just going longer because you were asking me through brow waxing. Was there anything else you want to tell about how you gained clientele? Do good work, document it, and show it to everyone. And wear your I mean, brand. I don't really wear my brand. But. Well, you know what? You're a special case, okay? <laughs> you and friggin' um, Mo from Heal That Goddess. So, I mean, I guess, I guess, like, to build a clientele, it's just you always have to be talking about your business when you're out and carrying business cards. Like, it's not that you're, you're bragging, just, I mean, people find out, they go, oh my god, you're an esthetician, I have to talk to you about brows, or when can you see me? And make sure you can book on your phone. So I'll be like, great, let me get you, and I'll book you right, and they're like, oh, call me when you're back from home. No, I'll do it right now. So I'll book them immediately, because they'll probably forget to call you. Yeah, so no missed opportunities. So. Mm -hmm. Robert Cummings used to say, like, do all the girls' brow... Well, he was a hair... He's a hairstylist. So he used to say, like, you should be doing everyone's hair, like, at the coffee places and, and you know, the people that are around you. And remember, every person you see is a potential client. And donations. Like, always give out back... Give back to your community because they for sure love that and love talking about that. And that right there will give them to start talking and be like, oh, yeah, Natalie... Oh, good, that's Natalie's prop. Natalie, don't need a facial. I have to. I have to bet on that. Yeah, I mean, partner up with Pilates Studios mm -hmm. and um, what else is out there these days? Or ask to leave your business card in all those spots. Like, I remember when, oh, when we opened up in Little Italy, one of our spots, I, like, left my business cards saying that we are open at, like, the men's barber shop next door. And I also did it at um, the coffee place down the street. I said, can I leave our business cards here in case people need it? I still do that in Coronado to the nail place next door. I said, and they do, like, lashes there. But so she'll, and she'll go in there and book for me for clients. So it's like, feel free to like ask to leave your business cards there so people can see it at little, like little mom and pop shop. And most, most people, most people want to, want to support small businesses. What the F is this now? It's a Sola apron. So when I wear this out, of course people think I'm a hairstylist. You wear that out in public? Yes. You it wear gets, an apron in public? Yes. It gets me clients. To what? The bars? No. To the, to the, to Starbucks and to Sprouts and to the donut place, wherever I am. Oh, I'm sorry. Natalie's a little bougie for me. So I will wear... No! Okay, you will not wear this, but you. this is a girl that would never wear anything besides her outfit. So I, yes, I will wear this, and I will have my cards in my pocket, and then I have other ones that say Wax Queen, and then I people always ask me, and I get clients from it. I'm a hustler, baby. <laughs> yeah, it's also on her car. No, it's not on my car anymore. Oh. My mom got freaked out. She thought that weirdos were going to follow me. I didn't get one client from that. <laughs> I, had, I, had, I mean, she had a big son that said, kiss and makeup me on the back window. I know. Um, that was a long time ago. I don't do that anymore. It didn't work. I thought, like, gosh, we'll come. It's going to get someone. 
I mean, I just thought you'd get stalkers, but my mom never. I've never been stalked. And also, um, <laughs> I guess you also want to make sure before you start is to make sure you buy, have someone that's like a graphic designer and think of a logo prior because you're going to want to first get your business cards up and running before you start so you can maybe even start passing those out knowing if you have an open date. Like if your start date, let's say, was April 1st, then make sure you have your business cards and handing them out to like first-time clients get 20% off. If Or free brow wax. Or the <clears throat> first-time client gets a free lip with any brow wax or a complimentary brow wax with any facial. So that therefore they're coming in and then they see how good your work is of your brows and then they keep coming back and they keep coming back because everyone loves a free gift. Period. Small free gift. A small free gift. And it's $25 for you but it costs you $0 like really of your time. You need to raise your brow prices. So I still have, I still give out these cards that, these flyers, that it's $10 off for first time clients and then my QR code is on the back. And then on my business cards, this one doesn't why, did you, why didn't you plug who made your logo? Uh, Natalie's sister. She doesn't make logos for people anymore so I don't plug her because I don't want people calling her. Yeah, she does. She does? Okay. Gina Folletta. Designs. Designs. She did my logo twice and I love it. I'm never changing it. QR code, Vista Print. Give these out. Mm -hmm. In fact, I'm doing a donation to a Pilates studio, and I have this, and I have. Where is it? I have a waxness product, and I'm putting it in a teddy bear with a balloon, and a bunch of these. You guys can do it. One day at a time. Don't be afraid. One client at a time. Rome was not created in a day. Anything else? Okay, philosophy. Oh, Mo needs a, I'll give it to you, Mo. Mo what? needs a new logo. Gina's really good. Mo, Monica. Oh my God, I oh dropped her in. No, I said what? Oh my God, I forgot that. We'll text it to you, Monica. Her info. She's really good. I think she did a good logo for you. She okay. did, mine's basic. Mine just has Nelly Blood skincare, but it's really chic. Well, she just does what you want. She has very creative. Mm -hmm. it's, I mean, that is something I think you should spend some money on. People mm. are all about, like, the fiber and stuff. Like... I think that your logo just tells your whole story of your business, personally. So, um, I mean, when I started, just really super quick, and then we'll go. Everything was used. My bed was used. My yeah, no one needs to know that. Right, but I'm just saying, like, you don't have to start with $10,000. Like, you can start. That was mainly products and supplies. Okay, well, I'm just saying there's more than one way to start. But everyone needs a bed and a steamer and a light. I know, but. That's also including, like. I, when you share a room, you don't have to put all that money out. Yeah, but also the scary, scary part too is sharing a room is you have to make sure that you both have the same style of decor. Well, Otherwise, we didn't, but I didn't care because I just wanted to get out of the factory, so I knew that I just needed to start. God, I hope they're not watching. <laughs> we would fucking die if they knew that's what we called it. I think it's, been, called, I think it's been called worse. In meals. I'm a... <laughs> I mean, what I Okay, guys. Ten years. C in the group by Scroop, if you do not know, is Secrets of Estheticians. It is for estheticians, hairstylists, makeup artists, and beauty school students at all levels. There is a place for you in the beauty industry. Everyone you see is a potential client, and there's more than one way to do things. Follow Natalie Folletta Skincare, Heal Thy yeah, Goddess, Melt.West, all of our friends. Look, at there's a girl that her name's Libby, too. There's more than one Libby out there. I hear one of them is now a stripper. Who? Just drop... Who's a stripper? Is that who we think that moved away? 
We gotta know. We gotta know. Oh, it's spill like, the beans. We gotta know. Oh, oh, probably. Fucking, it's probably. Okay. It's okay. Probably this podcast is over. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> oh my god, I gotta find out. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for joining. <laughs> Text her right now. It starts with an A. Oh my god.